What's up everyone? This is Pastor Sam. And this is Danny. And together we're exploring the letter of James. Chapter 5, Danny. Chapter 5, verses 1 through 7, right? Terrible verses. <laughs> oh man. I'm joking. I gotta read, I gotta, for those who are listening to the podcast or in also the sermon, I know I have said I hate James or I just said this is terrible. Um, versus uh, the, the, those are hyperbole hyperboles you know it's just exaggerating on something I love God's word every bit of it from beginning to end from Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation chapter 21 so I uh, I love God's word and, and I live by God's word and you know it's Revelation 22 as I'm flipping the pages here so I don't become a heretic. <laughs> Revelation 21. Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation chapter 22. I love God's word. And um, and yeah, so... Um, well, yeah, and God's word sometimes is, it can be very convicting. God's word can be very comforting. Yeah. I think this is one of those words where I would say it's very... It's a challenging in the sense that it's a warning, right? It's a warning... As the as a pericope title heads it, it says warning to rich oppressors, and and that's a key word I want to bring in there is rich oppressors, right? You're not that, so you're not gonna batch out the rich people. <laughs> no, because I, I think um, there are people who have wealth who do who who does do great kingdom work, who does do great things in the world, does make a, a positive impact, who don't lord over people. But the, the, I, I think uh, the 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 more wealth you have, the bigger impact you are able to provide in a sense that uh, providing resources to people, right? I think the big impact is made by you and I, individuals, not by money. Money doesn't impact anything. If there is one thing that we probably have learned in planet Earth is that money is actually detrimental to us. Because it makes us create this perspective uh, in our lives that is destructive. Uh, this whole idea of self-sufficiency because we have enough is such a lie. And I tried to preach about that the other day. Uh, you know, it's such a lie. Self-sufficiency that comes because I have a lot. Who gets you in trouble with God. So, um, hoarding wealth is a problem. And I think that's more or less what um, James is trying to... to get yeah, to. I mean, I think one of the ideas behind this whole passage, it's about greed for me when I read this text, right? Like greed. And, and, and greed occurs when we seek satisfaction through the act of acquisition rather than through the act of cultivating contentment, right? Um, you got to be content with what you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when you're not content with what you have and you just want to get more, you're just not satisfied, then you're not thankful and sitting in the blessing that God has already bestowed on you. Mm. You're wanting more. And God is saying, I've blessed you. I've blessed you richly. We talked a lot about that in other podcasts we talk, we, we've done. Mm-hmm. But this idea of greed is, is, is the failure to control that natural desire of to acquire and the pleasure that comes with it. And when we become addicted to the pleasure of, acqui- of acqu- acquiring stuff or acquisition, this generates uh, a point to where we no longer have any satisfaction in what we have. And the more that we, the pleasure no longer comes with what we get, the contentment doesn't come with what we have. It comes with the, getting the next thing, getting yeah. the next thing. And the, the treasure on earth that they are accumulating uh, is what it would bring the torment that uh, James is saying you know, to themselves. So like, you know, is what they pursue is what to what what they pursue right here right now is actually what will bring the torment on their eternal life in the end, which is which is an interesting um, 
concept for James here. I, I, I know, but here's the thing though, if you have been studying James with us since the beginning, we kind of saw this kind of verses coming, right? James has been hitting that there is a significant problem with people of means within the community, mm-hmm. right? He's like, you know, these people are somewhat taking advantage of other people. He's talking about the neglect of wisdom and orphans. He's talking about the problem of judging people. And this is often the same kind of people in the community. Those who have the same attitude of arrogance and because they have a lot of means and so on and so forth. So they're judging people on the basis of external things. He's talking about their self-sufficiency. He's talking about ways they have dishonored the poor. Uh, so you kind of can see this coming. Mm-hmm. You, you could see that he would come to a point where he's cumulating to this, where he says, Come now, you rich. Yeah. Weep and haul for the misery that are coming upon you. He's saying, like, you As got all the treasure on this earth you, you could ever accumulate, but guess what? Justice is coming. Yeah, and it's like, you know, the idea behind, like, he warns the the rich of that this judgment is coming, and and if they would notice that they need to start begin to weep now, mm-hmm. need to begin to start thinking about that judgment that's coming in the now, not not till after. Um, but then he goes into the other verses and he talks about, you know, uh, he describes the danger of greed, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the the true condition of earthly wealth is that it is rotting away, and one day will be destroyed forever. That's earthly wealth. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, problems that we have is that, and I preach on this, I, I, I feel like I'm going back to the sermon. It's like, we live life on earth. And I think I have talked about this on different podcasts. We live life on earth with the earthly point of view only. Mm-hmm. We, we don't see life through an eternal point of view. So we're accumulating all these things right here and right now that we will we'll, we'll perish, we'll go away. And and Jesus himself talked about that in many different parts of in the Gospels, right? Um, if you accumulate, thieves will come and steal. Um, if you mow over people because of wealth, well, guess what? You'll be held accountable for that. So, um, yeah, he's def- James is definitely giving a warning here that uh, you're hoarding of wealth on earth will get you nothing in heaven. Yeah, and I think one of the things I want to point I want to make about this this idea of um, greed has a way of tying us to wealth which keeps us prisoner to things, right? Mm. You know, and and because guess what? You're going to always want to be getting more and more things, so now you become a prisoner to this idea, this lifestyle, whatever it is may be, and and that all stems from greed, from this desire to want to have, right? But um but when one of the verses that I want to kind of look at is in Second Peter, right? Second mm-hmm. Peter three ten says, "But when the day of the Lord will come like a thief, the heavens will disappear with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare." Going back to the idea you're talking about, uh, we have this earthly perspective, right? Mm-hmm. There's coming a day when all these things that we've accumulated, all these things that we've kind of built up, guess what? Be destroyed. <laughs> the true wealth will be revealed when God himself, Jesus himself, comes back and reveals to us the true nature of what wealth is. And that is for those who have been storing things up in heaven. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah. And there is a sense of, 
you know, of ending of times to, to these verses, isn't there? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like we, we throw this statement in the last days all the time. What, what do we mean by the last days? What, what does Christians, uh, you know, we throw that term around a lot. The New Testament is very clear, basically from the first coming of Christ, which is Christmas, until his return, the period in between that we are, more technically, maybe the ascension of Christ into his return is, you know, that's what he is referring, is referred to as the last days. So we are living in the last days. This is right here, right now. It's, yeah. Yes, because we do not know what, uh, what tomorrow will bring. Uh, we need to live with this mentality that we are living the last days every single day because you don't have the ability to understand what tomorrow will bring or what tomorrow will be for us. So we have been for the, for 2,000 years living in the last days. What is important to understand biblically though it is regardless of our eschatological position, in other words, regardless of how you think uh, the end will come or how the end will work out, I think what is what everybody agrees is that this time period right now is the most strategic mission ally in the history of the church. We must live thinking and absorbing and living as it today, right now, mm-hmm. is the last day. So yeah. how we live our lives today matters. Yeah, it definitely matters. To eternity, which it's, is what he's trying to portray. Yeah, and that's what he talked about because when, when when Jesus appears, he will reveal the the heavenly and the and the eternal things and the emptiness of the earthly treasure will also be revealed. Mm-hmm. And this revelation will be a testimony or an accusation against the rich, against those who you who didn't do what they're supposed to do with their stuff. So for, for, for those who have their, their hearts set on worthless things and have demonstrated the worthlessness of their own hopes by doing so, that's what James says, in the end, they'll be destroyed. Well, why do you think God gave us all these resources for? So we can hog it out and leave it out and, and show it off as you're, you're like a peacock out of there putting your tails up and walking around and look how pretty I am, how pretty I am. <laughs> I can see your face cut making all the feathers. Cut, cut all the feathers. All the feathers out. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at what I got. It is easy in our culture to justify the hundred different ways in which you can use your money. Yeah. Uh, ju- lots of people justify stockpiling a huge amount of money because when they die, God gets ten percent of it in their will. Well, <laughs> really, really. Okay, you're saving all this money. Because when you die, you're going to give 10% to the church. Uh, it is really important for us to understand that God gives no point for what you intended to do someday. He's interested in what you're doing right now. Yeah. Right now. So, um, um, and if you're living today with eternity in the horizon, man, what we are, the resources that we are giving uh, can be can be used in a way to bless people, not to take advantage of people, because this is what James are saying in these verses here. When he say he's saying that this this uh, that the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you, and the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord. You have lived on earth in luxury and self indulgence. You have. Fetter your hordes in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He's like, you have 
used all your resources to take advantage of people instead of blasting people. And then you have killed the innocent, you have you have murdered them. And then he said, he does not resist you. Um, the he there is capital. Uh, you know, is he talking to God? Like, he's talking about God, like, you know what? God's seen this and he cannot resist, but <laughs> you bring justice to you. It's just a daunting, daunting, uh, it's just an interesting passage. Because we are taught on planet Earth, especially in America, to pursue what? Wealth. Yeah. Right? Pursue. We save money so that we will be wealth, wealthy someday or that we will be self-sufficient. And uh, there's no contentment there. There is just self-pleasure intended into it. Um, what yeah, do you think? But I think the idea behind that verse that you're talking about, I, I think of injustice, right? There's a lot of injustice when you think about that in terms of like, the, the holding back pay, holding back the wages, right? So arrogance and greed are the basic attitudes to watch out for when it comes to money and business matters, right? Sure. And, and injustice is the overt sin that one falls into or one does against another because of arrogance and greed. So there will be a judgment against those who become rich by depriving others of what is their due by cheating them, by lying, extorting, manipulating, right? Mm -hmm. And, um... You know, the idea is that when when you become rich, right, like, you know, why is it rusting away? Because it is unused. It is it is sitting in the same spot. The owner has no intention of using it because you cannot use all that you've accumulated. But yet you see others who are struggling, you know, that, that's the idea here. It's like, you know, there's other passion where it talks about if you see your, if you see your other brother in need and you don't help him, you know, then... What are you? Are you are you truly blessed in God, or are you just thinking of yourself? So I think these are some hard verses to kind of read through and, and think of. But I think of injustice when I, when I, um, when you ask me what am I thinking about, I, that's the idea that it comes to is, you know, just um, you need to be we need to be careful of that. The ultimate sin of injustice is death. Mm. You know, is um, because the innocent are unable to defend themselves. The helpless, the poor. Uh, the people who are sacrificed in order to preserve the wealth of the greedy and the rich. That's what mm. we think about. Like, mm. the, you, you're stepping over someone to get to where you're at. Yeah. And that's that's kind of, um, that's what Jesus is Isn't that what against. we're taught to do and to be? Right? You got to be better than somebody else because you got to step in somebody else's head to get that promotion or to get that <laughs> house or to get... I mean, we are taught that way, which is a very interesting way of living on planet Earth. Uh, I wonder if Proverbs 16.8 was in the mind of James when he wrote this verse. Proverbs 16.8 says, It's better is little with righteousness mm. than great revenues <laughs> with injustice. Right? I wonder if some of, some of the Proverbs of the Old Testament that you know James grew up listening in yeah. played a role on these. Not only what he saw, because I'm sure these people are, these Jewish people are dispersed, right? They're running yeah. away. So if you're running away, uh, you're in a country that's not yours, in a land that's not yours, and then you would just find job, any, any kind of job would do. It doesn't matter what people are paying you, you would take that. And so James is seeing this injustice through the Jewish people who has been dispersed, persecuted in their own homeland. They're running away from the homeland because of persecution of the Romans. And now they find themselves in these different places. And then they have these rich people who are part of the community, take advantage of these poor individuals. 
uh, I think he sees that and then he remembers some of these proverb verses, right? That uh, whoever so injustice well, will recap calamity <laughs> and the rod of his fury will fall, will fail. Well, right? I wonder if he looks that. Well, when you said that, I was thinking about, uh, you ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is, tells a story, a brutal story of an innocent man, inmate in the 90s and 30s, but on the wall of the warden's office, there hung a stitching that said, Judgment cometh and that right suit. Mm. And, and what it means, in other words, it means that your time is coming. Get ready to be judged. It's time to reap what you sow. And that's kind of what you're talking about there, right? And, and that is what James is trying to yeah. say. Like, <laughs> God, God, just as it's, okay, you got away with it. Yeah. Because you became rich. You have this luxury, your self-indulgence. Well, you got, you got away with it. But the last days is right here, right yeah. now. Time is coming. You think you're going to get away with it? You're not going to get away with it. The last times might not for many people think that Jesus is going to come back and the sky is going to be open. That's quite fine. That's okay. I understand. That's great. Uh, that's eschatological theology. That's great. But reality is, we are living the last days right here, right now, uh, because we can't control what tomorrow will bring. Tomorrow might not be here for you or I. Therefore, today is our last day. What we do today, we will be able to catch up. We will catch up with us tomorrow. Right? While you appear, you you get you you will reap tomorrow. So, which is Proverbs what he's saying. So, James, uh, James is warning people like you got away on 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 right here, right now. You got all this food. You got all self injustice. That's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. God saw the whole thing, and He will not resist, but to bring justice. And I think that's important because the poor cries out for 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 justice isn't that what the poor mm-hmm. does they cry out for just there's another proverbs that that uh, i don't know if it's proverbs or somewhere that talks about the poor hopes and injustice shut its mouth so the hope of the poor will will shut the mouth of injustice will bring injustice uh into silence and then justice will speak I uh, don't remember where that is, but uh, there's something like that uh, in God's Word. That's Job. Job. didn't even <laughs> know where it was. I thought it was Proverbs just because of the nature of it. I was just thinking about it. I just... Job chapter 5, verse 15 and 16 is what that is. I wish I, I wish I could memorize everything thing about the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew... Like me? Like I just did? <laughs> like you just did. That's right. The, <laughs> Google. The, the, our people. Like my mind failed me. Like Revelation chapter 22, I said at the beginning, is verse 21 is the last verse of the Bible. Uh, so my, your mind fails you at times. But yeah. So if it's Job, it's Job. Um, you know, um, well, it says, Job 56 says, He saves the needy from the sword in their mouth, He saves them from the clutches of the powerful, so the poor have hope, and injustice shuts its mouth. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Yeah, 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 is it Job? Job chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. I thought it was Proverbs. Just a little uh, Google. <laughs> somebody gotta come and rescue him. Um, thanks for that, though, but that's important. Uh, so, uh, so. Um, you know, uh, here's what I want to shift into it, um, is that a lot of us are suffering injustice in this world, in one way or another, yeah. right? Uh, and injustice we, doesn't mean monetary too as well. No, 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 you know no, and that's what I want to shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's someone, <clears throat> rich or poor, taking advantage of you in some area of your life. Our personal 
choice would be revenge right here right now right i'm gonna go talk to that person i'm gonna confront that person i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna do this with my own hands and i think james is kind of saying like you know what rich or you oppressor or you who are taking advantage of her don't you worry your time's coming god sees it he is watching and he is not going to be okay with injustice injustice prevailing in the end which makes me i mean makes me hopeful that in the end god will vindicate all the things that uh, was done wrong against me but here's the thing it worries me because there's a lot of wrong that i have done against other people so i i think you know we'll all wash out 50 50 <laughs> 50 <laughs> you know you're balancing the scales balance already the scale, yeah like is it 50 50 or or may we not be found on the camp of the oppressors yeah. because the message here is not good for the miseries that are coming your way oh man could it you know the the, the warning is is great yeah so, i mean it's I, I don't know. it's scary you know these are these are verses that i know you said at the top of this you're like man you know you don't like james because you know james kind of like kind of punches you a lot like, it does he, he, it makes he, you he, think he, about how you're living your life yeah yeah he, he he does he definitely does and um you know one of the things that it talks about here in this verse is about indulging right it mm-hmm. talks about indulgence self-indulgence and, uh, self-indulgence and you know um self-indulgence of the of the the luxury and the self-indulgence means that the rich man those who are rich has lived without the fear of anything or anyone because of dollars right and and that that but the fear of the lord they have not bypassed right that that is coming and that's what james is talking about right like the rich person has fed every desire they can have not just the ones concerning food but they've led a life of debauchery scandal they made you know they make um you know, life is easy to them, but not so not so much when it comes to God. Like God, God, God remembers, and He looks at that. So it, it's important for us to remember that this judgment is coming. I mean, I'm going to quote um, Napoleon here, <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte. He I was about to say Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. No, Napoleon Bonaparte. He he recognizes truth. There's a quote from him. He says, "Riches do not consist in the possession of treasures, but in the use." made of them mm-hmm. and if you want to take your riches into the life to come convert them into good deeds so that quote danny that that's a cool quote and you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of first it reminds me that you know there is a power in us to change self-indulgency mm-hmm. the behavior there um and that power is, is in believing that there are different promises that will bring happiness to us than self-indulgence and luxury in the things and accumulation of things. But it brings me this idea, uh, it, it, when you're reading it, I thought of Luke chapter 9, verse 23, 25, that says this, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever saved his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole entire world and loses or forfeits himself? So uh, the reason why we are uh, in self-indulging, taking advantage of other people, 
uses the resource to only bless ourselves and not others is because we are trying to save ourselves. We're not denying ourselves, right? We are actually glorifying ourselves. And I think that's what James is kind of getting into here. These rich people are indulging themselves, glorifying themselves. They're not denying themselves. They're actually stepping on other people for their self-glorification. And that's a problem. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, know, Billy Graham said the the quote, uh, there's nothing wrong with possessing riches. Wrong comes when the riches possesses you or possesses men, right? And I think, you know, self-indulgence has this as a as a symptom of a greater sin which is um just um not wanting to be a blessing to others which you know god has blessed us so that we can be a blessing to others sure. but when we hoard it then we stop from the blessing of god from reaching those that he's he's called to bless through us you know, well, you know oh, oh, i know we need to finish up here soon but we know why uh, we act that way because we believe that rich means happiness. Yeah. And and that's a lie. Jesus, you know, that that's a lie. Jesus wants you to be happy, but we need to find different ways of... De- ready f- we have to really the find wor- out... The world has perverted happiness and sure. made it think to be like, you're not happy if you're poor. Sure. Because... Cause you, cause it make happiness something that you can you can buy, that, but happiness is not something. That's you can not buy. true, my aunt. You have gone to Trinidad back home. Yeah, people has compared to what? Nothing, and they live a simple life. Simple life, eat simple food. They're healthier than we are, happier than we are. They laugh more than we do, dude. How many pictures of kids in Africa laughing you have seen? <laughs> Take a picture of our kids. They're all grumpy because they don't have. They the don't latest. have enough. They have the latest things. <laughs> you know, I'm, I was like, what in the world? So, yeah, we have, the world has helped us define happiness as into accumulation, self-indulgence and luxury. Yeah. And God's like, no, Jesus never requires you to deny happiness. He wants you to be happy. He just wants you to redefine what happiness is about. Yeah. Could it be that happiness comes to us when we help someone else? When we deny ourselves? When we give to someone? When we're generous to somebody? What can we re- define happiness as blessing people I, I i think that's how god intended it sure. in fact you know in, in closing one of the things that i would say that as i think about this whole passage about this whole idea it's a warning right and it's 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 a it's, it's a caution too as well and a lot of times we try to read these verses and not see ourselves in it but we need to look and recognize that god distributes wealth as a tool for service mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. as a means for us to hoard to have our own security and pleasure, right? That's right. You know, a lot of us are, a lot of us, myself included, we try to always like save, save, save because we're thinking about what's next. But when we do that, we don't trust God. That's right. We're trusting in our own selves and our yes. own right and our yes. own doing. But we need to turn to God and trust God, right? Now, God gives us, He, he the rich, now the, the, the pursuit of money is not evil. It's, it's how you, your desire. It's a pursuit. For, it's a pursuit. pursuit for, how you go about getting Yes, how you go about doing it. So, it is a great resource that God sure. has blessed us with, mm-hmm. and it's it's the means through which He gets his the the word gets out because you know. How do you think the disciples got food? Stole it? <laughs> Somebody found it. Someone gave them. That's right. Somebody said Nicodemus was the one uh, uh, subsidizing the whole thing financially because he. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, money is not a problem. I think it is the emphasis in your life, in our lives, in my life, in your life that is does the word rich means you put money at the center of your life, and that's how you live it. Uh, and I think uh, generosity should be how we see it. Uh, not so much the word poor, but generous. 
which means you are making some money, but you're willing to bless yeah. people with that resource that God has given you. Yeah, I just uh, as I was kind of thinking here, looking, I just came across this this note that I had. Uh, John Wesley, um, he lived from 1703 to 1791. He died with only $200 in his bank account. In his lifetime, he donated a total of $5 million in order to start orphanage and other things that he did, mm-hmm. uh, which equates to about $50 million in today's dollars. He was a dynamic businessman, powerful champion for good works. Uh, someone asked him what was his secret for success. He replied, I throw money out of my hands as quickly as possible so it doesn't find its way to my heart. Hey, that's a quote of my life. I think you're reading my quote. This is somebody. That's me right there. <laughs> Throw money out of your hand as fast as possible. Right as fast as possible. It comes and goes. I have so, $200 on my back in the car. That's so, so true. Do you want to see it? So it I'll show it to you. Oh, we, that's like five zeros, man. Five zeros. Yeah, right in and even open my app for you to see it. You'll be scared. I just got an email the other day. Your, 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 your accounts are negative. I'm like, oh, man. I yep. got oh, mine said, not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today, Danny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's no. a great quote from uh, from Wesley. Um, I think that's the kind of life we need to live. Not as, got to be careful because we don't want to come around saying that we need to squander, squander no, no. money or whatever is the word. right? Yeah. Throwing it away for no reason. No, that's not what we're saying. It, we're talking about the, yeah. what is at the center of your heart? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a matter of the heart. You, you know? I think uh, that's what it's about. It's a blessing, or or, or is a way of of yeah. propping yourself, right? yeah. and we believe that it's a blessing. Yeah, we are no. blessed by God to be a blessing to the world, and may we all live that way. You, I, DCC, DCC is a is a is a generous church, and I think we, if we continue to do that, uh, God's gonna bless us individually, uh, and then we are going to bless the church. Cooperatively and cooperatively will impact the world, and I think that's the vision for us. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing else to say on this, man. I think it's like I said, just be cautious and you know, read these verses with yourself in mind and don't think of them as, as being James writing for someone else. You know, he's writing for us today, and we're to take, we're to take heed and take, um, get, use these words and, and apply wisdom mm-hmm. to, to how we do it. So, well, as we said before, we always sign off. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us. Catch you next week. <laughs>